0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you. Thank you for joining me today. I'd like to just spend a few moments today with you bringing a short individual message, not a part of a series at this time, but something that the Lord laid on my heart, and the hour has come when this message needs to be carried to all who will hear it, all who will receive it. And so that's part of my job, part of my calling to reach as many as I can. And so I want to talk with you today about knowing the route, to know the route, know the route. All of us have places we plan to go, things we plan to do. And at the timing of this taping, we are at the close of the summer, near the close of the summer. And a lot of people take the summertime for vacationing and so forth. And, you know, when you plan to travel, when you plan to take a vacation or a travel trip anywhere, there are things that you do and there are things that you must do to be able to arrive at your destination and make it safely. First of all, you're going to make your plans. going to plan out some form of an itinerary you it may be as short as we're going on vacation to the mountains or to the beach or whatever but you've got to find other plans i mean you've got to make reservations you've got to find a place to stay if you're going overnight there are other things that have to come into the mix and some people are more planning oriented than others and some may have every day and every detail planned out and others might be just by the seat of their pants we'll make it and we'll do what we do but to some degree you've got some form of plans that have to be made then you have to secure whatever's needed pack and prepare plan out what you're going to wear how many changes of clothes you need your toiletry items that you need to take etc then you map out your route so that you know the way and then you take off heading that direction later on, arriving at your preferred destination. Now that's kind of the process of how this goes. But before we can go anywhere, we must know the route. It's the same thing in reference to an eternal destination in heaven. If you ask anyone, they want to go to heaven. Everybody has heard something about heaven. They may have different ideas about what it is and how you get there, but everybody wants to go there. It's a preferred destination, but not everyone will go there because there are certain things required. There is a way. There is one way. The Bible lays this out for us and tells us, and in this message today, I'd like to talk briefly about decision, determination, departure, documentation or reservation, and destination and direction. Let's learn from these to know the route so that we can arrive at our preferred destination in eternity. Let's look at the way first, because there was a decision that has been made on our behalf. I'd like for us to read John chapter 14, and I want to read the first six verses. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, your version may say. Your version may say rooms. Your version may say chambers. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am there, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. Beloved friend, to know the route to a preferred destination of heaven, there is only One way. There's only one way in, period. There is one route. Jesus made the decision to come to die for us. He rose again, being approved of by the Father as the first fruits of the dead. And then he ascended. This is what he's talking about here. I'm going away. I'm going to prepare the place for you so that where I'm going to, is the destination you can also come to. He is explaining this in advance, what he's going to do. His decision has been made. Determination. He has determined to go to prepare the place so that we can come later. It's just like in the Jewish wedding custom. The groom in that day would go away and prepare the place, prepare the house for his bride. And so, Jesus as our groom is telling the bride his church that he's going away to prepare the house for them and that he's going to come back and get them at a later time, which is exactly what the bridegroom would do. Departure, he's telling them in advance, I am going away and here's the reason for it. I'm going away to prepare this place so that I can come back and receive you. Now, not only does John tell us that Jesus said this, but also we have verification from those that were at the ascension, two men, two angels, whoever they were in particular. In Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 6, it says this, Therefore when they had come together, they asked him, meaning Jesus, saying, "Lord." Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner, as you saw him go into heaven. I want to read that verse again. Verse 11, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, this is the same Jesus that gave them the promise at the Passover Seder in John chapter 14, that he was going to go away, but he will come again. Now these two men, these two angels, whatever, whoever they were, say to these disciples, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, just like he told them in John chapter 14, will so come in like manner, in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus is coming again, this same Jesus that John 14 is telling us about, and he is speaking to his disciples. This same Jesus is coming again. The destination is the home for the bride. It's in heaven. He tells us, Jesus tells us, he's going to the home of the Father. He's going to the Father, and that's going to be where he will come back and take us to be with him where he is. These two men in Acts chapter 1 are saying the same thing. He's taken up into heaven that's the location of where he is now and he will come again to get us Jesus gives us direction he says here in John chapter 14 I am the way now how many of us today maybe some of us that are very old we still might prefer a road atlas an actual map But most people nowadays use GPS on their phone. Did you know that the Lord has given us a GPS? It's called the Word of God, but it was written by the author of Scripture, which is the Holy Spirit of God, who I like to refer to as God's prompting spirit. God's prompting spirit. He's the one that maps out the way for us. Now, how is that done? in an individual's life. First of all, when we do not know Jesus Christ as our own personal Lord and Savior in relationship with him, the first job that the Holy Spirit will do is to convict us and draw us to God. To convict us of our sin, meaning to prompt us of the fact that we are not in relationship with God, we're not on the route, we're not on the path, We're going in a different direction. We're going the wrong way. He's trying to reach us. He's trying to get us on the right route. He's trying to show us the way. The way is Jesus. So just like the GPS would map out a route for you when you decide to go on vacation, the Holy Spirit, who is the author of scripture, does the same thing in the scriptures. And the route always begins where you are right now. And so he is telling you, If you don't know Jesus, you're on the wrong road. You're not going to get to heaven, period. There's only one way. You can't make it any other way. No matter what other God you think you can serve, no matter what other choice you make, if you don't know Jesus, who is the one and only way, you will not make it to the preferred destination of heaven. Not everybody will go there. It is an individual's choice, and every individual must choose to accept him. Many people know about Jesus. You may be one of those. You may have been to church all your life and you may have heard all these stories and you may know about David and Goliath and Jonah and the whale and Jesus feeding the 5,000 and the resurrection and the crucifixion and his ascension. You may know the whole shebang, but not know him in a personal relationship. It doesn't matter what you know about him. What matters is that you know him individually. Even Paul speaks of that in Philippians chapter three, where he says he is the excellent, the excellency, the superiority, the superior thing is knowing him in relationship. Paul said, I want to be found in him on the right road. I want to be in him. Only those who know him in personal relationship." As their own personal Savior and Lord, those who have repented of their sins, received his forgiveness, returned, and received the GPS, the prompting spirit of the living God. Only those will be led by the GPS, by God's prompting spirit daily through life until we all reach the eternal destination and are with Jesus forever where he is. And when we believe in Jesus, we are documented. There's a documentation. So let's talk about this just a moment. Just like with with your vacation, whether you're going by car, by plane, train, however, there is a GPS or a person who knows the route. If you get on a train, if you get on a plane, whatever, they're following a particular route to get you to your destination. So you choose. And act accordingly. In regard to what we're talking about today, knowing the route, the way, Jesus Christ, you must receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God and believe in Jesus entirely for your salvation and your forgiveness of sins. His blood is enough. His atoning work on the cross of Jesus Christ was enough. He died to pay the price for your sins and his blood was accepted by God as payment in full for your sin. And the proof of that is that God raised him from the dead. So there's only one route. And to get on that route and be on the right way, you must be born again. Jesus said that in John chapter three. He said it to even a very Jewish religious man. It's not about religion. It's about being born again of the spirit of the living God. Jesus is the way. He is not one of many. He is the only one. And when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life is the documentation that gets you and keeps you on the right path that secures your home in heaven. In the end, there's only one thing that matters. Several years ago, I remember the Lord leading me to read the book of Revelation, which I would do occasionally, but it wasn't my main topic or my main book at that time, there's a lot of things in Revelation that can be complicated and scary and so forth. But what the Lord told me was to do it in two or three days. And when I did that, this one thing is what really struck me by doing that. And I encourage you in that challenge as well. Maybe you need to do that. But what I found was there's only one thing that matters. And that is this. There is a Lamb's book of life The Lamb is the Lamb of God, the same one that John the Baptist pointed to and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb is the same Passover Lamb that was pointing to Jesus Christ in Exodus chapter 12. The Lamb is the one who died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin and atone for you. The Lamb has a book of life. It's his book, and only one thing matters, and that is that your name is there. When you read through Revelation, you will find out that there's two groups of people. There's those whose names are written, documented in the Lamb's book of life. And there are those whose names are not. Period. That's it. That's it. There's no purgatory. There's no second chance. There's no nothing. By the time you breathe your last breath, Your name will either be written in the Lamb's book of life if you have believed in Jesus and chosen him, or your name is not found there. Now, beloved friend, as a faithful minister on your behalf, I must tell you the truth. Only those whose names are found written, documented in the Lamb's book of life will receive heaven as their destination. Only those can arrive there. So how does your name get written there? How do you get documented in the Lamb's Book of Life? It's a work of God through the power of the Holy Spirit at salvation. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, when you receive him, repent of your sins and ask him to forgive you, the Lord himself writes your name there. It's his book. In Psalm chapter 87, verse 5 and 6, it talks about this. This is talking about how they will say of Zion, This one and that one has been born there. They're born from above. When Jesus came in John chapter 3 and talked to when Nicodemus came and he talked to him, he explained to him, you must be born again. That word again means born from above. Same thing that Psalm chapter 87 is talking about, being born from above, from the heavenly Zion. And it says there that the Lord registers the name. The Lord himself, it's his book. He writes it. He writes your name in his book, and that is your documentation. When you are born again, it's like a family genealogical record. record. It's like your family history. It's like a citizenship registry so that you are able to inherit citizenship in heaven. You are a citizen there, even though we're passing through as pilgrims in this life, Our citizenship is in heaven. Paul speaks about that in Philippians chapter 3. We have become inheritors, and it's a listing of those who are heirs of these promises. The name is written there because we are born again of the Spirit of the living God. That is done because Isaiah the prophet, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, said that the coming one, the Messiah, would also be called the father of eternity. Meaning that he is the one and only. He's the father, the one that can sire eternal life in the heart of anyone who will believe in him. He gives eternal life and someone is born anew, born from above, born again. And he will freely give that eternal life to all who will believe and receive him. Then a person is placed on the right route, on the way of Jesus Christ. And that person then begins to be led by God's prompting spirit daily, by the Holy Spirit, until we reach the destination. Jesus' promise is to come and bring us to heaven, to that destination. He's speaking in John chapter 14 primarily about the rapture of the church, the resurrection, where he will come and capture us and take us to be with him. Some of us will die physically prior to that time. And when we do, the Lord will receive us into glory. We're told that in the Psalms as well as in the New Testament. So we may see him and be awaiting the resurrection at our death. But Jesus is promising here an ultimate return for the rapture of the church, for the resurrection of the dead, to take us to our eternal destination in heaven but to be able to get there you must know the route and you must follow the right path to arrive there safely you've got to be on the right road or you will not arrive at your destination if you want to go to Washington DC you cannot head toward Washington State if you are in anywhere in the continental United States, you've got to head to Washington, D.C. If you want to go to New York City, you don't head to San Diego. We've got to be on the right path. And if you're not on that path now, I encourage you to please rewind this, replay it, listen, and take it to heart. If the Holy Spirit of God is convicting you, please don't resist him. Please, I beg you to come and repent of your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Receive him and let him make you born again of the spirit of the living God. Put you on this path and then lead you, begin to lead you daily by his Holy Spirit and his precious word. So that you then too are on the right path and you can follow the right path to arrive at the destination in heaven safely. That's my goal. That's my desire for you is to bring you this good news. You must know the route and you must be following the way. You must be on the way to make it to the eternal destination of heaven. Heaven's gonna be a beautiful place. There's only two places. Remember I told you in Revelation, there's two groups. Your name's either written in the land's book of life or it's not, and there's two destinations. Those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, will end up in a destination called hell or the lake of fire. It will be eternal torment, eternal punishment, eternal lack of anything good. There will be no light there. There will be no peace there. There will be no joy there. It will be horrible. And the Bible tells us the truth about hell. If you do not follow Jesus, if you don't know him, and your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, that will be your destination. But beloved friend, I'm here to tell you good news right now, because it doesn't have to be. If you're hearing this message, you have the opportunity given by God to get off that road and get on the right one, so that your destination now will be heaven, because now Through faith in Jesus Christ, putting your trust and your faith in him, receiving him, repenting of your sins, and calling upon him, you can then be on the path to heaven because your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you will inherit and arrive at that eternal destination where we will be with the Lord and it will be eternal peace, eternal joy, eternal light, eternal blessing beyond what we can even imagine in this life. I pray in Jesus' name that you will know the route, that you know Jesus, and that you are on that path so that we can rejoice together in heaven one day. I pray that this has been a blessing to you, and Lord willing, you can join us again for other messages brought to you through Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today, in Jesus' name, amen.